The Apostle John writes practically and he writes simply. He does not try to bedazzle us with his uh, writings. But he gives us here in his letters the commonplace of theology. He doesn't delve into the deep mysteries and so on. And you see, it is infinitely more beneficial uh, for us to know these things than it is uh, to delve into uh, the deep mysteries and the deep um, teachings of theology. It is far more important for us to know that we have eternal life than it is to know about the order of events that will happen in the last days and so on. And John's purpose here is to lead the children of God, those called by him uh, in the fullness of time into the assurance of the knowledge of the possession of eternal life. And that's the purpose that this uh, letter has been written to and the end which the apostle has in view. Now this epistle then is written to those that believe. It is written to believers and it is not written to any other to believers and to believers only, uh, to confirm them in their faith, and not only to confirm them, but to conduct them, as it were, to a higher degree of their faith. Our text this morning is found in 1 John 5, the chapter read, and at verse 13. There we read, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, Now, the first thing that I want you to note is to whom this is written. It is written for all those who believe on the name of the Son of God. It is not written to anyone else. It is written for those who have just begun their walk of faith, for new believers, the newly converted, the young in the faith, those who have uh, just uh, believed, as it were. It is written for those who have been longer in the faith. Perhaps the first flush of excitement is dying, as it were, and they are battling along with the sin that besets in this world. It is written for them. 
And it is written for the more mature Christian, the believer who has run most of his course and who has been many years in the faith. In other words, it is written for all Christians, for every type and person that has turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it has been written that they may know the life of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these things are not written for unbelievers. They are not written for unbelievers, and that uh, would be a very fatal error for such uh, to believe that they had eternal life. And the sad thing is today that there is many teachings abroad that say that uh, God is love and that in no way will he reject any person that has been born of a woman. Well, we know that is certainly uh, not a scriptural teaching at all. And it is a fatal error that is being taught that such have eternal life. We know that the, the scriptures say that he that believeth not is condemned already. He is condemned, or she is condemned already. The message then is for all who have come to the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how imperfect uh, they may be in their walk, no matter how underdeveloped they may be in their faith, but it is for all those that have come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and none besides, to them and to them alone. Now it seems from our text that many believers in the world do not know that they have eternal life. It would seem that John is writing here to uh, many people who don't seem to really realize or to understand or to know that they have eternal life. Some seem to believe, for example, and we know in these days the, the very great truth of this, some seem to believe, for example, that even if they are now saved, that uh, they may yet be lost. That the life that is in them, uh, the lively hope, the life, the new life that has been given them, shall somehow, somehow die. And so they seem to think that uh, even although they are now called, that they may yet be lost. And... Um, <clears throat> I remember talking to a Christian of many years who uh, was of that thinking. Yet the life which the Holy Spirit imparts is not a life of uh, days and months and years. It is not that uh, kind of life. It is a life in eternity. It is eternal life when the Spirit of God comes to a person and when the Spirit of God touches that person and 
uh, gives them the rebirth. They become reborn, reborn again. They are new creations in the Lord Jesus Christ. They are born to eternal life. It is life in eternity. The new birth then is a birth to endless life. And this is what the Apostle John is trying to get through to these people in his time. It is a new birth, and it is a birth to endless life. The body may die, yes, but the soul ever liveth. And the soul of the believer shall dwell forever. And the body shall be resurrected. It is a birth to endless life. Born again not of corruptible seed. But of incorruptible. It is not possible that the life within the believer can perish. Because it is incorruptible. It is not open to corruption. And so it shall never perish. But yet other Christians seem to think that they do not possess eternal life at present. But they think that perhaps it is something that is to come. That they will get as a, a sort of reward at a later stage when they die. The uh, angels will come and they will uh, be carried away and so on and uh, thinking like that but John says know that ye have these things are written that ye may know that ye have eternal life ye have it you have it now it is within you in other words the life that the believer uh, lives on this planet the life that he has now that he walks he walks under grace and the grace life is the glory life in the bud, as it were. It is the, the, the glory life in the bud ready to come to a bloom when uh, they will be transported to be with Christ where he is. But also note that what John is saying is that everybody without qualification who believes has eternal life everybody whoever believes has eternal life and so what he's saying here is that the Roman Catholic who believes in the Son of God the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life no matter how skew and how many errors they get taught by their priests and so on and how wonky their theology is if they are uh, believers in the Son of God they have eternal life and so the Methodist who believes has eternal life the Baptist who believes the Assembly of God person who believes in the Son of God has eternal life as the Free Church person as the Church of Scotland whoever without qualification so it is not a fact about you and a few others it is not that 
It is a general truth. It is something which is true of all believers without distinction and without qualification. Every person who believes has eternal life. And we may not doubt this. It is not open to doubt. It is not a matter of deduction on our parts for us to decide for or against. It is not that. It is a matter of revelation. Chapter 5, verse 1. We are not to form an opinion on this, but we are to believe it. Now the Apostle John wants you to know this, that ye have eternal life. It is ascertainable. It is something which we can know for certain. You know whether you doubt or whether you believe. You know yourself within your heart. It is an ascertainable thing. And yet our natures have taken such a, a funny twist in the fall. And we are really in so confused and so mixed up a state, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, Mel Gibson making that very profound statement, our natures are so mixed up within us that many of us have doubts. And I've met many people who uh, have doubts that have gone round visiting here and there. And they just don't seem to be able to grasp the fact that there is uh, assurance to be had in the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so many have doubts, and many of the doubts that are held by these people are really completely unreasonable. There is no basis really for them to have any doubt at all. And yet they are things that are not to be scorned because they are very real to them. And they can't seem to uh, get through uh, the, the, this doubt that they have. Now, this letter of John is just the right thing for such people. It is exactly what these uh, people need. And indeed, all believers, it is the thing which all believers need and which... Uh, I believe should be uh, preached upon and taught in the churches uh, to the strengthening of the, of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a thing that, uh, it's a letter which uh, dispels uh, doubts and so on and, and lets people know of a certainty that they have this eternal life uh, within them. Now some may think that to have a full assurance of faith is an impossible thing. How can I know? How can I, where can I see it? How can I know what uh, is um, what you're saying and, or what you believe is correct? How, how can I know? 
And so many have these uh, doubts. They, they do not believe that it is possible to have uh, a full assurance. But John shows here that it is not impossible, that it is uh, very plain. If one wants to uh, look at the, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, a living person knows that he is alive because he is breathing, because he is thinking, because he is uh, able to move around. And so a saved person must know that they are saved from the wrath of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a comfort it is to have such knowledge, to be able to uh, walk and to think to yourself, I am saved. I will be with the Lord Jesus Christ one day. Death shall not hold me. I may go down to the grave, but my soul will depart to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my body will be resurrected when the trump sounds. What a comfort it is. And it puts things into perspective and helps us to live in this world which is under sin. And so the Christian's assurance comes from believing. And having believed, being, as the Apostle Paul says, sealed with the Spirit of God. It is not a matter of being baptized. It is not a matter of being a member. It is not a matter of any man-made rule. It is a matter of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what has John written here? What marks are in us which are able to show us that we have eternal life? Well, the first thing is in chapter 1. Look in chapter 1 if you want. Chapter 1, 6 to 9. It is truthful dealing with God. It is walking before God in truth. In the light, not in the dark. If you say you have fellowship with him, and yet you walk in the dark, you lie. And the truth is not in you. But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, and you confess your sin. Confession of sin is so important in the Christian. If we confess our sins, if we repent of our sins, we are not walking in the dark, but we are walking in the light. And in the light we are exposed as needy sinners. We are exposed there for what we are. And yet, what does it say? It says, God is faithful to forgive us because he has said he would, and he surely shall. And so that is the first mark that we have there, truthful dealing with God. Knowing what we are before him, confessing what we have done. But then, in 2, chapter 2 and 3 following, we read there, hereby we know that we are in him if we keep his commandments another mark if we keep 
his commandments, we may know that we have eternal life. Obeying the Lord from the heart, so that um, all that we do is in accordance to his word. Holiness being the object of our life, living according to what he tells us to do, living according to his directions, obeying him, being obedient to him, and uh, succumbing to him and putting to death the sins of the party. For his servant you are whom you obey. You see, if you uh, do not, you are the servant of Satan the servant of him who you obey. Our obedience, yes, it may be imperfect in this life. It's not easy, but we strive to do what is right. And if we are, then beyond question, we are one of his sheep. Because the Lord Jesus Christ tells us, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me, and they hear my voice, and they come. Keeping the commandments of God. But then, in 2, 15, chapter 2 and 15, we read, Love not the world. Love not the world. Then in 3, 1, we read, The world uh, knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Separation from the world and its values then. What is dear to the people of the world, people and their sin, uh, is not our values. We value the Lord Jesus Christ above all. Above all things. There is nothing so precious to us who believe. And therefore we do not uh, value the things of the world. Abraham could find no city of habitation. He was an alien and a stranger in the world. Separation from the world is a sign, a sure sign of eternal life. And so have you met opposition from the ungodly? Have you met the opposition of them? The world sees a difference in the believer, you know. And the serpent hisses at the seed of the woman. But the Lord Jesus Christ says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me first. I remember when I was thinking about telling you this, and I think I will. When I was newly converted, well, not newly, I'd been converted a few months, I used to shoot. Um, provincially and for springbok trials and so on in with a pistol and we used to go all over the country and uh, I shot for the northern cape and before conversion one of the boys uh, traveling uh, drinking and all the rest of it uh, that was associated with that sort of scene once I became a Christian I didn't stop shooting and I wasn't the only one, there was a couple of Christians there. But when we were going to the shoot, we uh, got, uh, there was one car, there was two cars, my car and another. And when I arrived at the point of departure, the other car was there. 
with five shooters in it and I was in the car myself so I drew up and then somebody said uh, well who will travel with Kerry we were going to welcome about oh, 150 miles a long trip who will, and nobody wanted to come with me because they wanted to tell their stories and so on and they didn't want to come with me because uh, they felt that I might be telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ they see the difference you see eventually somebody did but anyway that's another story the serpent hisses at the seed of the woman the world sees a difference we must be separate from them to help them but now chapter 2 10 and 11 we see there that he that loveth his brother is in the light another mark we've had three already here's another one he that loveth his brother is in the light the evidence of love in your life is a great help to us do you feel that you're no one's enemy do you feel that love is the principle of your life do you feel that or is there one that you hate are you unforgiving because if so you are not dwelling in the light a loving spirit is a true sign of eternal life if you are not a loving spirit you have taken Cain's side you're on the side of Cain you see love is God and God is love and everyone that loveth is born of God a loving spirit evidence in life is a true sign that one has eternal life but then again in the fourth chapter we read beloved believe not every spirit and try whether they are of God believe not every uh, spirit you see if you take scripture for your guide and taking no other bearing witness to the truth the truth then bears witness to you it will then bear witness the word of God bears witness to you and Jesus says a stranger they will not follow for they do not know his voice if we don't have anything to do with uh, heresies and false teachings and cults and things like that we only want to know what did Jesus say what does God say we're not interested in what men say no matter who it is we want to know what God says not what men say a stranger they will not follow for they do not know his voice but finally in chapter 3 and 21 22 we read of the blessings another mark the blessings of having a clear conscience before God and the evidences of answered prayer the evidences of answered prayer if your heart if our hearts condemn us not if our hearts do not condemn us and whatsoever we ask we receive 
there we have a sure and a certain sign that we have eternal life. If we can say with Peter, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest, Lord, that I love thee, thou knowest it. If we can say that with the Apostle Peter, that is one of the best grounds of the full assurance of faith. And in loving God, if we receive answer to prayer, which I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, know that you have. Because I certainly know that I have. And not only individually, but corporately. And I don't know if any of you noticed that we prayed two weeks ago for Northern Ireland and the situation there. And it was looking pretty dodgy. And it looked as though it could have turned nasty. And yet it didn't. We prayed for peace. And we weren't the only ones. There must have been many people. That was answer to prayer. If we receive answers to prayer, what a token of God's love for you that is. What a token of God's love and what an assurance it is. You see, walking with God in this world, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty God, is the best help that we can have. God never made a person, you see, to know and to love him. And then cast them away. He never did that. I hate divorce, saith the Lord. I hate divorce. Eternal life is surely in you when God is your joy. When God is your joy, there is eternal life in you. And when the spirit of adoption cries in you, Abba, Father, then you can stand against the devil's furies and all his worst temptations. Amen. And may God bless to us that word.